everyone, and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk, and I am your host, Lila Winston. I pray that you are well, and God is blessing in your life. As you know, we come together to read and study in the Word of God so that we can practically apply it, and also so that we can accomplish the purpose of our lives. And so today, we are going to go into a study that I think really kind of continues a line that we've been in, in in terms of, you know, living out our everyday purpose and understanding what God has done uh, in the work of the cross and how that sort of goes into our purpose. And so our um, anchor text today is going to be 1 John chapter 5, verse 3 and 5. That's 1 John chapter 5, verse 3 and 5. I think this is a powerful set of verses, even though it's only three. And I will get started. And this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God? That is 1 John chapter 5, verse 3 and 5. And so it's telling us important things about what it means to be born of God. Now remember, we did a Bible study that is called Ruach, and it talks about the concept of being born again, and I hope you will check it out. It's called Ruach, Reincarnation versus Reinspiration. It's going to give you some insight on how we are born again, but I want to explain this maybe in terms that will help you in terms of your faith. The Bible says in this verse, 1 John 5, 3 and 5, that whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Isn't that amazing that just being born of God means that you overcome the world? And so that's an important state. That's an important you know, position to be in. And so how does one be born of God? Bible tells us even our faith. It is believing, accepting God's righteousness, that the Spirit may rest upon you. And look, we see this specifically uh, in Romans chapter 10, verse 8 and 10. Look at what it says. It says, if you confess with your mouth, speaking these life words, then believing those life words in your heart to germinate and sprout. We're going to prove that is what is being said in Romans chapter 10 and 8 verse 10. We're going to read that right now. But what saith it? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10 verses 8 and 10. It's right there in plain sight. And this matters because we speak the life of the words of Jesus Christ according to John 6, 63, as it says, It is the spirit that quickens, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. 
John chapter 6, verse 63. This is really important because words are spirit and words are life. Specifically, his words are life, not just any words. Because, you know, we can make that mistake and speak, you know, the power of life and death is in our tongue. So we can also speak death. But the Bible is telling us that his words are life. Remember in our Bible study on the Ruach that it is the Spirit of God that gives life and constitutes the life of the human spirit. So God speaks man through holy breath. A word is a breath. I want you to try and say a word without taking a breath. It's almost impossible. A word is spirit. The clues are littered all throughout scripture. Birth is speech to God. And belief in your heart allows you to accept what you cannot see. This is why we renew our mind and guard our heart according to Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. If you believe what you speak, you have it. That's what Mark chapter 11 24 says. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That's Mark chapter 11, 24. And remember how Jesus taught us to pray to move mountains? Do you remember that? That's in Mark chapter 11, verse 23. That's one verse above what we just read. I'm going to read it. It says, For verily I say unto you that whatsoever, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be you removed, and be you cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe, those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. That's Mark chapter 4, verse 23. It's a command, but you have to believe that those words that you say are true. John chapter 1 and 1, and Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, teaches us that God spoke his word, his son. It is why he is the firstborn of many brothers according to Romans chapter 8 and 29. Jesus wasn't our brother until after his earthly ministry. Look at what it says in Romans 8 and 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Remember how John described the beginning from Genesis 1 and 1? The light of the world is further explained in John chapter 1, verse 9 and 17. Now we're understanding this, okay? We're understanding the light of the world. Well, what is the light of the world? Let's look at John chapter 1, verse 9 and 17. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. That's John chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. So notice it says the world was made by him, but they didn't know him. So how was the world made? And we see that in Genesis. He said, let there be light before there was sun and moon. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. That's Genesis chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. And we see in the Gospel of John that Jesus Christ plainly confesses that he is that light, that light of the world. Look at it. Okay, it says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. 
Remember those words, the light of life. There is a light that brings life. God's word is true because he cannot lie. And he specific, and it's specifically said in the Bible in Titus chapter 1 and 2. And you can also find references in Hebrews chapter 6 and 8. So not only is he true, he also believes what he says. And we are building his image, meaning this is how our faith works. You want your faith to work? Believe it. Attempt to believe God and what he says. Okay? That's how it works for us. You see, in the hope of eternal life is that that truth. And we're going to see this in Titus chapter 1 and 2. Let's read it briefly. It says, In hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. That's Titus chapter 1 and 2. God can't lie. He can't lie because he is his word. And if at any time he told a lie, he would cease to exist. You see, a lie is to say a word that not only is untrue, but that you also generally know is not true yourself. So we are born again through believing in him, believing to change and confessing with our mouth. It is these words. We speak our own eternal life into being through speaking the words and believing the thoughts of our Lord. My words are spirit and life. That's what it says in John 6.63. Belief and truth are important to the process because you need integrity and agreement. If you say, let there be light, and you don't believe that there can be, there's no agreement. This is why agreement is so important. So I want to encourage you that having your heart, the place of your heart is important, right? If you believe that you receive it, then you get it. That's what it says in Mark chapter 11, 24. So that means agreement is key. There is a level of agreement going on. This tells us something about the way that God has created us, that heart and soul, the mind, the spirit and the body. There's this level of agreement that has to go on. Maybe not with your body because the body is really in a terrible state, but your heart has to believe it right? Your spirit already believes it because it's regenerated by the Holy Spirit, but it's your heart, your mind that has to believe, right? And this is why fasting is important because it really helps your mind and heart to come into a believing agreement with your spirit and with the spirit of God. And it's, it's why what you hear is important too, and not just that you hear it all. This is an important aspect of how things grow and multiply in your heart. And we actually have a Bible study here that talks about it called Speak to My Heart. If you have an opportunity, I hope you will take the time to listen to that. And when it is up at Substack, um, definitely you can print it and read it. And so it's really important that we understand and discuss this in greater detail, that your your heart believing is essential to the faith process. Whether it's, you know, for your salvation, your eternal salvation, or if you're just asking God for a BMW, you know, faith can be cultivated, but so can doubt. And often it's not even intentionally done. In some cases, you know, what is sawn in the ear often may germinate in places that we never knew that a word or a seed fell. 
you know um it's like when i was a kid sometimes we would be sowing seeds you know for a garden or something like that and we'd be told you know hey don't sow any seeds right here because we're going to plant something else there and for whatever reason somehow the seeds got there now it wasn't me i didn't do it you know i did things correctly <laughs> But you weren't trying to make seeds fall over there, but sometimes the seeds fell in places and you didn't know that they had fallen there until they sprouted. And that's sometimes what happens with us. We don't know something fell and sprouted in our heart until we start seeing the little bud come up. And we're like, oh, where did that come from? You know, there's actually a verse that talks about a root of bitterness because for a sprout to come up, the root has to go down first. So I think it's really key to understanding that, right? That you have to remember that it's not just the words um, that, you know, any words that come in. It's what you hear specifically. And if you want to be an overcomer, it is by faith. And faith is simply believing the words that you hear. And so I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that God blesses you. He blesses the word um, that uh, you listen to. I hope you'll take the time and read the anchor text in 1 John. I think 1 John is just so amazing um, book of the Bible. It is one of my favorite books uh, in the whole entire Bible. Um, I hope you will take the time to read it. Um, and so I pray that you are well. I pray that God continues to grow you and bless you. And I just want to ask you definitely uh, to con keep considering this Bible study um, uh, in your time of thoughts. And um, thank you so much for tuning in. May the Lord God bless you. You for being a part of the one love live love walk bible study i appreciate you but perhaps you've stumbled onto this bible study and you're not yet become a believer i want to encourage you to take the time to accept the lord christ into your life i want you to know that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that the lord jesus is lord that you will be saved if you can go ahead with me, close your eyes and pray. Oh Lord, I pray right now that you would forgive me of my sins. I will, will repent of my sins right now. That is, I will turn away from all the sins that I have done from before until now. And I want to seek to follow you. Lord, open my eyes and my heart to your truth. I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. And I accept the Holy Spirit as the comforter and guide in my life. Continue to lead me. And I thank you so much for hearing my prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. If you prayed that prayer, then you are now a believer. And I want you to believe in your heart. And if you have a chance, reach out to me and let me know that you receive the Lord. There's ways that you can contact me if you look in the description of this uh, Bible study. And I look forward to hearing from you and helping you on your love walk. Don't forget to sign up for our devotional emails so that you can be encouraged in your faith and grow. God bless you.